As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for WKBL Sports with Adam and Chad. Coming to you every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. from the 51 Radio Studios in Covington, Tennessee on WKBL 1250 AM. And now, the hosts of WKBL Sports, Adam Craig and Chad Gatlin. Welcome in to the live edition of WKBL Sports on NBA Draft Night. It's Thursday, June 26, 2014. I am Chad. He is Adam. It is not Saturday at 10 a.m. We just have not changed the intro yet. That's the only problem. (laughs) So we want to hear from you here on the show. We're live, so you can tweet us live on the show. You can do a lot of things with us. Adam's going to tell you how to do all of that. You can catch us on Facebook at facebook.com WKBL Sports and on Twitter at WKBL Sports. After the show, the podcast will be available on iHeartRadio and on our website, WKBL1250.com. And you can shoot us an email at WKBL Sports at gmail.com. So there you go. We want to hear from you. And at this time, for the first time we've done this on this show, we're going to open the phone lines tonight. If you want to call into the show, area code 901. 901- Four seven five nine three five five. Once again, that number is area code nine zero one four seven five nine three five five to call in to WKBL Sports with Adam and Chad. Let us know what you think, Adam. We are in the middle of the NBA draft right now. Andrew Wiggins, number one overall pick, has already gone. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. First thing I want to talk about today, though, is the USA losing to Germany. Yet still advancing to the knockout round. That's the great thing about soccer is you can lose and then advance to the next oh, round. Oh, yeah. The game almost, they really didn't have to even play, but just because the way it's set up, which that's kind of thing. I, I prefer it to be the shootouts. I don't like the whole tying system and the grouping system. I just want it straight up. How it's now we're getting into the 16. Well, I mean, it'll be, that way. it'll be that way from here on Well, out. yeah. I, I just, I've always been one of the people I think it should be same way all the way through but does it sound like i'm in a can to you no. oh it, like it sounds like that in my headphones i don't know why yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't i didn't want to interrupt anything but i, I just it really started <laughs> yeah, no. it's really getting on my nerves so no. it sounds fine to you yeah, yeah okay fine. to me it sounds like um it's probably just an echo you know how like when you talk on speakerphone that's what it sounds <laughs> yeah, like to sounds me like somebody's got us on speakerphone yeah uh you got some speakerphone out there please hang up but okay. Anyway, back to soccer. The uh, NBA. Uh, NBA. Golly, I'm so lost today. USA. <laughs> the USA uh, can't get it done against Germany at all. And really, in the second half, man, they never had. It seemed like they were never on Germany's side of the pitch. 
the entire time. Oh, yeah. Now, they, look. They stayed on them. It came a deluge, an absolute flood. It was actually amazing that the number of fans got to the stadium that did because it was it really was flooded like about a foot and a half all the way around the whole town. And a lot of the uh, American families I had heard didn't even go because it was so dangerous trying to get there because of the floods. Um, I don't know. I don't think that really affected the game. And I've even had some well, people no, ask me, I did. didn't know they played in the rain. Like, it's just kind of like football. If it's not lightning, it can be mud slopping, ball flying no, everywhere, and it doesn't matter. Like, it's not just like football, and I'll tell you why. Because the ball has to roll along the field in soccer. Well, no, I'm talking as far as when they call it. a game, though. It's they don't slow. call oh, it. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. they don't. They weren't going to call it. They, yeah. they The only reason they would have postponed it is if the entire thing was under, like, maybe an inch of water. Yeah. But, then, I mean, I had people approach me today and ask me, you know, hey, I heard they might cancel the game. I said, no. no. They, they don't do I that. I said, it has to flood a certain amount. Of, literally, the field has to be unplayable. But if they'll play in the rain. They'll play in snow. It's just one of the things. I've seen them out there playing before where they got a one of those little, um, I don't know what you call it. It's kind of like a tiller deal, and it kicks the snow up just so they know where the lines of the yeah. pitch are. But, I mean, that's very uncommon because most soccer's played in seasons where you and don't just for everybody snow. listening out there uh phoenix just made their pick at number 14 they got tj warren out of nc state uh so we are keeping up with the nba draft we've got it right here in front of us uh tj warren goes to the phoenix suns in the number 14 picking still in the first round right now uh, headed yeah. into the second round and do we want to the game i think that here's how i think the weather affected the game i do believe that it affected it, but I believe it affected it to the U.S.'s favor. It and that may sound crazy because they lost, but I think Germany would have destroyed them had they been able to move the ball faster. But the because the ball slows down on the pitch, it gave the U.S. a lot of defense opportunities. Yeah. Because I I really think that had they been able to move at a normal speed, Germany was just way too much for them. Well, they're I mean, just way too much for their defense. They're the U.S.'s defense is fairly weak comparable to the other a lot of the other world cup teams whereas germany's offense is lightning fast and you're dealing that's that's the worst combination soccer <laughs> if you've got a lightning fast offense that can score quickly and you've got a defense that's sluggish you're in trouble well, the only good thing for the u.s is they've got one of the best goalies their goalie is very athletic he can stop things that it's been amazing there's been a lot of shots he stopped that he shouldn't have had to have stopped and then the reason why they tied the other get other day against Portugal was because of the same kind of problems. They, they their fullbacks cannot seem to keep people out from in front of the goal. They they are that they are there. They can't find a way to stop the ball from coming out. Which I mean, some situations you're helpless. Well, and a good example of Ronaldo's kick cross. That guy should have never been able to hit that ball with his head. Somebody should have already been in his face or kept him. You know, you can push people out. There's ways, you know, you can't just shove them, but there's ways to, you know, they're playing soccer as long as I can tell you, you can get those guys out of that box. It's just a matter of they, their defensive sets are not right. And I think the U.S. was a little bit of a disadvantage against Germany because of the fact that the coach is German and he's was a part of the German team. You know, he, they kind of, I think some of those guys know his style and they they knew how to prepare for some of it. They knew that, you know, that, and it's obvious that the U.S.'s defense is kind of weak. And their offense really, ever since uh, Altador uh, has been out, they knew that they didn't have a, they were going to play more of a defensive posture anyway, which to me doesn't make any. I'm like, you just send one of the bench guys out there and play your offensive game because well, your trying, defense is not the, strong the enough to go into is a defensive posture. Bradley, and I think 
Bradley is playing better than a lot of people are giving him credit for. But at, at the same time, when when Bradley makes a mistake, it's at the very wrong time. Yeah, he is constantly making mistakes at a horrible time that oh, gives man. the other team an advantage. And you got enough guys on the bench that are good. They've come, a bunch of them have come off the bench in every game and helped. And you can't rely on Dempsey for all your offense. You can't do it. I mean, he's good, and he can be that guy, but he's not Ronaldo. You know. <laughs> but the thing, the funny thing is, Ronaldo hadn't had that great of a World Cup as far as scoring. You know, he's been putting the ball in the ring. He's a big, he's a big assist guy so far but well but he gets the most important goal for the united states wow well, yeah that's the funniest he thing. did help them without even i, I don't think that's he, the funniest thing you know. about it is the most important goal for the united states really didn't or well arguably at least the most important goal for the united states didn't happen during the in the united states game it happened in the portugal game which there's another thing i want to bring up about that they kept on bringing up the infographic on on tv did you watch it on espn or are you listening to it I no, I, I watched. I didn't see the entire game. I was, I saw, saw some and heard some. Well, what they were doing is on the on the infographic at the top, they were dropping down and showing you like what the score was and what the time was in the Portugal Ghana game, and then they would you know show you okay if all the results hold, this is whatever will happen and blah blah blah. The it but the timing of the two games, I mean, they were literally. Never more than like a minute, minute and a half apart on their game clocks. That's how precise this. Uh, I mean, you know, I know they don't stop the clock uh, when it. But well, what I'm yeah, saying is, yeah. that's how precisely they started these games. Is they started uh, within seconds of each other. And the amazing part is, it's these games go for ninety minutes plus, and they do that. They've always been that. Soccer now, has always been that kind of sport for some reason, especially with the World Cup. And then you've got the. The time, well, like with the, I've had people get aggravated about the whole thing with the overtime. They don't understand how the game just keeps them going. I was like, well, that's part of the tenseness of the game is not knowing when it's really going to end because the players kind of have an idea. I mean, when I played, the, you kind of have a basic idea, and the refs will signal to you as much as people, you probably can't see it. They do kind of flash up four minutes, three minutes, five minutes. They let the coaches know at some point. And they use hand gestures a lot of times, and it's like the U.S. knew that day that when they won the Portugal game, that's where that other goal should have never happened because they knew the game was also they got lax. They thought, well, we only got about another 10, 15, 20 seconds, and bam, look, they scored on them just like that. So well, and I think too that uh, I think there are good things about the way they do it. What I like about soccer is it's a ninety-minute game with a fifteen-minute half, so you know that it's going to last about an hour and forty-five minutes. No more than two hours. So basically, and it's not like it's not yeah. like a football game or like an American football game or a uh, baseball game, which is ridiculously long, or any of the like. What I like about it is the clock never stops running, and they do add a little stoppage time, but they're not going to add more than five minutes stoppage time. So that's that's it in two hours that game's gonna be over and so if you're dvr in a game that really helps you because you don't lose the last 10 minutes of the dead gum game because of the because of the dvr cut off and you don't have all the commercial breaks and all the other stuff and then what i don't like about it is not having i don't mind that and i don't even mind the referee adding stoppage time for the injuries as long as they are watching to give penalties for stalling but they uh 
that I, I do think they should have a clock on the field that everybody can see and everybody knows what time it is. Yeah, that that's always been the funniest thing. Like they they've never really done that. Even when when you play in high school and younger age, there's not a t- well, there, but nobody in college, knows. There is. In yeah. college, there is. Yeah, that's that's kind of a, a thing they kind of started. And as a matter of fact, I think in the NCAA, the clock counts down. Uh, in NCAA I soccer, so I can't, I can't remember. I know one. There is one of them where it does. It counts down because I guess people just got upset. But I I laughed because I was in Best Buy, and one of the games was on the other day, and one guy fell and got hurt. You know how they a lot of them will they'll be posers and fall and act like, oh, I'm hurt, I'm hurt. And some of them really are. They're just kind of rolling around for me. And the guy was going and yelling at the TV. He goes, why are they calling the game? You know, why aren't they calling a timeout? What is going on? The guy The guy was all the way at the other a end of the field, out. though. Yeah, it was like, the guy's at the other end of the field. He goes, yeah. they need to sub. And I'm like, oh. and then, of course, I, I figured, well, this is my chance to kind of uh, Adrian educate this guy a little bit. 15th so. to Atlanta Hawks. Adrian Payne, 15th to Atlanta Hawks in the NBA draft. Just a little update. Go ahead. But they ended up um, with Best Buy. The, this guy decided, you know, he was like, well, he, he was getting aggravated. And then he, I told him, I thought, well, I'll educate him a little bit about this. And, and it's explained to him that in soccer, unless they're really bad injured, if they just kind of fall and start rolling around, as long as the field is so huge, as long as they're not in the field of play where the ball is, they'll let it go because they know they're probably going to hobble off the field or they're going to get up eventually. And I explained to them that they can't sub that much because there's only so many times you can sub in a soccer game. You can't just well, you can interchange sub, them constantly. You can only sub three times. And it's got to be in your possession when you the, do it too. Once the a guy goes out of the game, he can't come back in. Yeah. So it's not like a guy can sub to rest. Uh, you you can only, you only get three subs and uh, and once the guy's out, he's out for the and rest I, of the game. I told him that, and he just he was like, "Well, yeah, something but like listen, that." Very- don't be like, "Oh, here's the thing, though." Just because you know that and somebody else doesn't know it, don't be that way. Because a lot of people no, don't no, understand no. soccer. No, I was trying. He was come. asking me about it, and I explained to him what, and he was wanting to know why he couldn't understand why that was. He thought it was dumb that you couldn't uh, sub him out, and I said, "Well, it's because." The whole thing with, like you said, with the resting thing. I said they don't, they don't want you to be able to rest. He goes, well, that don't make no sense. And I, I mean, I just, I told him, I said, well, it's just one of those things. I said, it's, it's always been that way. It's not something new. And he just, you know, he was okay with it. He just, he was wanting to know. No, but what I'm saying is, because you know how some people are. That, well, now he that, really wanted to know. Like, like he you know, asked me, he not, not people like him. I'm talking about people like that know about soccer. And then somebody says something about soccer that's not quite right, like. You know, well, oh, yeah, you why don't didn't just they stop correct the clock? Them. Yeah, they got, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, 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 why didn't you stop the clock? <laughs> this guy asked, why didn't you stop the clock? Yeah. You believe this guy? Like it's something that should be common I mean, knowledge, you know, yeah. Come on. I mean, this is America, and everybody don't know about uh, yeah. the sport. So <laughs> yeah. cut, them, cut them some slack, because at least they're caring. And I really think, like, every World Cup, they say, will soccer pick up this time? And then it doesn't. But I really think that's the fault a lot of the networks because if ESPN promoted the MLS on the heels of the World Cup, now the World Cup's over, and ESPN, if they promoted all of their MLS games after this World Cup, the way they've been promoting the World Cup, or at least somewhere in that scale of promotions of upcoming events, then soccer would pick up. A lot of it's because they don't try to get... It's- like you know, a, a huge viewership for it. All about money. The World well, Cup I mean, generates honestly, a lot more that's money. A, it's a channel on their. Well, yeah, but it's on their channel. They need money for that. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, there's a lot. They it's kind of one of them. Even the MLS where, has been upset at their promotion, and I yeah. do think that's got a lot to do with it. I think that yeah. has a lot to do with them being locked in 
on a TV contract where they don't promote any of the games. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a contract thing, but it's lot, the reason why the World Cup, you got multiple groups. You know, it's not well, a, understand a solid contract. They got all these like different the Olympics, people involved. I get it. Yeah, that's what, yeah. It's, it's pretty much like the Olympic kind of deal. But you, I mean, I think we're, we're a few generations away from it being as big. Like some people say, oh, it'll never. The older generation. Oh, I'd well, say maybe say our this. age and a little older are not. It's never going to be that way with them. I but the younger generation, before. it's gonna it's gonna grow and it's gonna become a lot bigger than what people realize. I, I may have said this one before, but what I, I believe that soccer, like a lot of people say, well, everybody's been saying, you know, for three generations now that soccer was going to gain headway because the kids are playing soccer. And it's never happened. But the truth is, it is it has, it has gotten more popular tremendously. Look, popular. first of all, it, has it taken over football? No, it probably never will take over American no, football because it's America's game. I mean, there's certain games that are just but uh, native to has America. it gotten more popular? Yeah, absolutely. Because first of all, the English Premier League, which has no teams from the United States whatsoever in it, it's the English Premier League yeah. has a United States television contract. Yeah. So that tells you right there that soccer is more popular oh, now yeah. than it was and 20 years ago. Something else, too. The larger our Latino population gets from the Latin American countries, the bigger it's going to get. Because they, they tend, that's a very popular, like almost like a cultural thing with them. It's very popular right. in South America, Mexico. And as they move into this country more, you're going to gather a lot more uh support for them and everything and the mls is growing i mean it's a lot of stuff's grown tremendously since i was a kid when i played it you could hardly find places to play now it's everywhere oh yeah there's no community yeah. that doesn't have uh you some know some sort of league. soccer for for the uh for kids you know so yeah it, it's definitely grown in popularity absolutely we got to take our first break when we come back we will update you on the nba draft we will let you know who went 1 through 10, what we think about that. You can tweet us. I'm at Chad Gatlin. He's at AC26Bama. The show is at WKBL Sports. Tweet us. Let us know what you think. Go ahead. Open it. Thanks. It's a baby hazmat suit. It'll help protect your baby. There are other ways to help protect yourself and your loved ones against certain diseases. Vaccines can help and are not only important for babies and young children, but throughout your entire lifetime. To learn more about vaccines for all stages of life, talk to your healthcare professional today. A public service of Healthy Women and Merck. Hi, this is Lauren Choate with Choate's Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. Are you overpaying for your heating and cooling costs? Take advantage of our best no interest financing special we are offering. That is four years no interest on select train complete systems. These systems can lower your cooling costs by up to 40% or more, literally paying for themselves over time. Don't need financing but would like some cash back? Carrier is offering up to $1,450 in Visa prepaid cards on select complete carrier systems. If you already know your HVAC system is leaking Freon or over 15 years old, and you should call Choate's today to receive your free estimate. Our systems come with a 10-year parts and compressor warranty and a 5-year labor warranty. Give us a call today at 755-4797 or visit our website at choateshvac.com. And remember, Choate's, let our family serve your family. 
The right flooring adds so much to the appearance and personality of a room. And quality Tarket flooring not only looks good, but lasts longer. That's why now's the best time to visit Eubanks Floor Store in Covington. Eubanks is a Christian-run business with years of experience in the flooring industry. And Mo Eubanks is a lifelong Tipton County resident, featuring Tarket flooring for all rooms, including vinyl, laminate, wood flooring, and so much more. Come see the selection now at Eubanks Floor Store, 105C Mueller Brass Road in Covington. Every single one of his medical bills, everything, is just all taken care of. We have phenomenal research, outstanding clinical care, and the generosity of public, which allow us to treat patients regardless of what it takes. At St. Jude, families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing, or food, because the only thing a family should worry about is helping their child live. Because of you. Gracias a ti. Because of you. There is St. Jude. What are people saying about Wells Kitchen? I like the friendliness of the staff here. I like the atmosphere. It's the atmosphere. It's like home, like you're going to eat grandma's place. Family atmosphere. The price is a good price. Yeah, but what about the food? The food's fantastic. The food is excellent. The food's just wonderful here. The food is delicious. Come see what everyone's talking about at Wells Kitchen or call in your order at 476-5750. Wells Kitchen, good food for good folks. U.S. 51 Country Classics, AM 1250, WKBL, Covington. Welcome back to WKBL Sports on our live eve of the NBA Draft broadcast here on Thursday night, June 26th. Adam Craig, we are in the middle of the NBA draft. We're waiting to hear now, right now, what Chicago Bulls, what their pick is uh, at number 16. Nur- Nurkic from Bosnia? Yusef? Yusef, I think. Oh, okay. It's, I'm watching I think the it's TV pronounced feed Yusef. and I don't have it yet. Yeah, so. it's J-U-S-U-F Nurkic. N-U-R-K-I-C. Nurkic? Nurkic? Maybe it's Nurkic. Well, the C is the end, but. It's Bosnian, so it's hard to... I'm not to, sure, but let's go all the way I don't want to butcher back. his name. I hate to, you let's know. Let's <laughs> go all the way back to number one. Let's start with number one. Okay. And the Cavs, because of the Joel Embiid injury, uh, they do not take Embiid. And instead, they take... I guess because they're afraid of ending up like in a Greg Oden situation. They yeah. So they instead take uh, Andrew Wiggins. So for the second year in a row, a player out of Canada... A player from Canada, excuse me, goes first, goes first overall, and goes to the Cavs for the second year in a row. Anthony Bennett and now Andrew Wiggins, both from Canada. What do you think about the Andrew Wiggins pick? Do you think they should have rolled the dice on Embiid and his injury, or do you think the Wiggins pick is a good one? I think it's a good pick. I think they'll be all right if they can, as long as they can keep him healthy. What does this do for them to get LeBron James? Yeah, I get. I think it gives him a little more help. I think he'd look at it and go, "Well, I could, you know, maybe this is something I can work with." They would at this point, I believe, they'd have to bring LeBron and somebody else, like a Bosch or a Wade. Not necessarily them. I'm just saying the player that compliments him the same. So sort you don't of way. think though, like Kyrie and having Kyrie and Wiggins at the guards is good enough to put a LeBron at the three? I just don't know if they're. I don't know if they're bench is deep enough. Kind of like Miami. So we saw this year what happened when their bench got cleared. I think that's the one thing you got to look at is is 
bench depth it came up huge yeah. this year in the finals and and it usually does show itself and i think lebron doesn't want to be back in that situation where he's there and he just can't win a title because we now he's got a taste of it i put it's just me i personally don't think he even as much as he likes cleveland as much as that's his place i just don't see him going back there because i think he knows the odds are against him no matter how cool their uh court uh 3d projector thing is they just isn't gonna do it i, I believe they've done everything they could but i don't i just see him going to something bigger or stay easy to stay in miami or like me and you were talking about earlier i think I, last week i know i was talking about the knicks but i think now that carmelo's gone that's out um, I know Dallas is going to make a push for him, but I like we discussed that too. I don't think because of the way Cuban handles the breaking of the team after they won the title. I, I I agreed with you on that one too. It's looking like the LA Lakers is the only either that or staying in Miami. One of the two. He's either going to the West Coast or staying. I still home. say there's a lot better chance of him going to LA than most people think. Most people think oh, he's yeah. staying in Miami, and I really think there's a good chance he goes to LA. I think it's fifty fifty. Now I, LA I, picked up uh, another player who I I was super high on in this draft is Julius Randle. They picked him up. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Uh, But they did pick him up. And uh, so the Cavs take Wiggins at number one. Then come the Milwaukee Bucks. They take Jabari Parker. They also pass on Joel Embiid and take Jabari Parker out of Duke. You know, you haven't, you can't go super wrong with a Duke player usually. Uh, Seth Curry didn't turn out to be much. But uh, that's one out of a dozen that But truthfully, would he have would he have been – I wonder how, would he have been recruited to Duke had his brother not been at a small college like Davidson and overlooked and yeah. then made such a big name for himself in the NBA. Would Seth Curry – is that not why Seth Curry ended up at Duke more than anything else? Yeah. Not to say he's not a good player, but he's not Stephen Curry. No. And uh, so – I, I just I wonder if that has anything to do with. But I think it might have. Usually, a bit. Jabari, usually you go with a Duke player, you're going to get a pretty good guy and, and a pretty good all around player. Jabari Parker, no exception. Actually, most people think he's the most NBA NBA ready guy that there is. Yeah. Well, Shashevsky has a habit of putting. I mean, look at what Shane Battier's done, bounced around. I mean, he's on. He, he's retiring now, but you know he went to Miami. He's been with the big boys, and of course he was at Memphis for a little bit, and they were good when he was there. He's just been a good all around player for. He had a good career. And yeah, now he's retiring with at the top. You know, he's doing well. He just he won a title last year, and now this year absolutely. He's retired, and, so, I mean, and you know, there are plenty of of ex Duke players that you can oh, name. Yeah, you uh, could just you, know, you could make a long list. We could sit here all night Leitner, talking about it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you could make a long list. I mean, it, it, usually they produce good talent. Uh, at number JJ Redick at number three. Yeah, JJ exactly. Redick is somebody. By the way, that I wish the Grizzlies or our local team. I wish the Grizzlies had made a push for. I really wish last year they would have yeah. made a push to bring in Reddick because I, I think he was that shooting key that they mm-hmm. needed that they didn't ever pick up. They they kind of got a little bit of offense out of Courtney Lee. They got a good – I mean, look, Courtney Lee did great things. James yeah. Johnson did good things. But that was midseason, and in the offseason there was a lot of talk about getting Reddick, and I, I really think they should have made a push for I'm that. wondering – I'm surprised Oklahoma City hasn't tried. You think, you think of him with Westbrook and Durant? That would be a pretty good Yeah, deal. I think, uh, you know, probably Capron's got something to do with that because they want to hang on to Serge Ibaka well, because yeah, we, see, yeah. we see how much of a difference Serge Ibaka makes oh, in that yeah. team. They're going to be next year. They they've be got the their big three, so they yeah. can't they can't spend a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Not that J.J. Reddick commands a ton of money, but I think he commands more than what they'll be able to. I think, I think Kent, or Kansas City. 
I always want to call Oklahoma City. I think is going to start developing their bench more to get their depth right now that they've got Durant, Westbrook, and everybody in there, and Jabaka and all them stuff. I mean, yeah, they'd be good. But well, now we got you said you were at number three. three. At number three, then comes. Go ahead. Embed. Embiid. Embiid. Is that how you pronounce it? Joel Embiid. Yeah. And he goes Philadelphia to the Sixers. Poor guy. They showed. Let me tell you what they did to this guy during the broadcast. If you haven't been watching this, what they did to this guy was just terrible. So they switch to a camera shot of Embiid as soon as the pit comes out, right? And they say the Philadelphia 76ers pick Joel Embiid. And then it's just him sitting there with this look on his face and he's kind of talking to himself. And it really looks like he's just disappointed and mad and like he's not really doing anything. And they're like, now that's the face of a guy who doesn't want to go to the 76ers. And they're really just talking about it and make him look like a total jerk. Yeah. Then all of a sudden they see him jump up and, and like he didn't get the word because it was on yeah. a tape delay <laughs> yeah and when they went to the shot of him he had not seen it yet yeah and, uh, so they made him look like a total jerk when it turned out he just hadn't found out yet yeah and uh so that was that was pretty bad i yeah. thought i felt bad for that guy yeah like, come that. on, guys, get your stuff together. You know? I mean, you know that that's. <laughs> yeah, it's always man. That they're man, always looking for imagine the drama. Too Philadelphia. Okay, we know how these fans <laughs> yeah. are. Yeah, we already know. All yeah, right? he's and you watch it. Half of them were booing when the pick got made, <laughs> yeah. and then and then <laughs> that just made they it worse. That and these guys are like, oh, this bomb, this bomb, boo, and. Probably half of them didn't pay attention to know it was a tape <laughs> yeah. delay, and will still be booing him the day he comes out <laughs> on the so court bad, the first dude. day. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's not going to help Philadelphia none anyway. The guy's a good guy, but I feel bad that he had to go there because I just don't feel like they're going to do it, anything. It, it's, uh, I, I don't know what they'll end up doing. He'll be a good player. Oh yeah, no, I he'll think he's a, a he's a good guy. I think he he'll be a good good player for and him, i think it's amazing that up until his injury he had slid ahead of andrew wiggins who was before the season even started last year was going to be the number one pick and the big focus yeah. of kansas and then you get a guy like Embiid, uh who comes from cameroon that it, it just kind of outshines everybody closer yeah. to draft time uh unfortunately for him the foot injury is really plaguing him right now just because of the uncertainty of his future because a few other big men have had that same foot injury and not recover from it yeah. quite as well but i really did feel sorry for him yeah. so then we had the number four pick after that and so oh let me give you a little quick update right now at pick number 17 the uh celtics had pick number 17 also they had six and 17 they took uh james young out of kentucky uh at 17 so as much as i hate to say it that's the third player in the first round already so they mm. they uh they took first they took uh um marcus smart which was well i'll talk yeah. about that in a minute but marcus smart great pickup i think for them uh i think under, yeah. underrated in this draft it, well uh, and I, as much as we watched him this year i don't i don't know i i'm yet to i'm not completely convinced like after what I saw, we saw what he did to Memphis, but at the same time we saw him collapse in games too. Where it's like I don't know if it was the team, like if he need if he just didn't have the right supporting cast, and since he was having to do so much, they were relying too heavily. Or if he is he one of those guys that will be kind of erratic some sometimes, you know, like have a slump. I have a theory about that. I'll talk about when we get down to him at number four. Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon out of Arizona, and. 
that was a kind of a surprise. He went to Orlando Magic. Yeah, he didn't say that. That was kind of a surprise. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have it in front of me. You have it in front oh, of you. Okay, uh, I thought you had the I'm same thing. I'm watching a lot of broadcast. I got um, but uh, the Magic, uh, I should know off the top of my head anyway because I saw when it happened. But Aaron Gordon uh, goes to the Magic. Aaron Gordon coming out of Arizona. That was kind of a shock because nobody thought Aaron Gordon would go at four. I mean, yeah. everybody knew he was kind of a middle first round guy, but they they didn't. Nobody had him at four. And maybe Orlando and just saw something that you know. I guess they they think that that's what they want. Or maybe they need. To, I guess I knew they needed a power forward, but I didn't. You know, maybe they must uh, be something. They must have Gordon, some chemistry. Look, with Gordon them. is good. Yeah, I, I mean, oh, Gordon yeah. is really good. It's just that there were there were bigger names left on the board Those at are that the power point. Forwards, yeah, and uh, like Julius Randle who would have been a phenomenal pickup oh, for yeah. them. Or that, that, that Noah He would have Von been Lay. the next Shaq for them. Yeah. I mean, uh, or yeah. Vondelay, yeah. yeah. So uh, there were other options there that I think were better than Aaron Gordon. Uh, but then we move on to pick number five, which went That's to... Utah Jazz. That would be uh, Dante Exum. Exum. Dante Exum out of Australia. Australia. Yeah. You know, the Australian guy. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I... So... They take Dante Exum. I don't know a lot about the guy, to be honest Man. with you. Like I, all I know is what I've seen. All the other people talk about about how good he is and how good he was in Australia and all that. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know uh, personally how good he is because I've only seen a very little bit of tape, and that would worry me. That would worry me if I was uh, if I was a fan or if I was picking in the draft. Like it would worry me that he all of a sudden came out of nowhere. I mean. You can watch a lot of tape, okay? But how much have they seen this guy in person? Because yeah. that makes a huge difference. It's going to depend on me. whether you can rely on your scouts. I'd, I'd say I'd look at who made the decision that this guy was the pick and then based it on what they've done before and if they've been right. on. And this guy could be a diamond in the rough. He might be one of those kind of guys that, you know, that might be why they said, hey, look. Or it could fill a need. You know, we, we've talked about it with football before. You know, it just seems like such an oddball pick and – you get looking at it a little more, and you know, oh, okay, that's what. But, yeah, he's the first uh, foreign player drafted. In this draft. In this draft. Really yeah, yeah, that's gotten, what I mean, yeah. It's, it's really was, gotten more and more popular yeah. over and, the years and if to draft been, foreign players. Yeah. Uh, and you'll see that as we get down the line, and if, then, if you haven't been watching the draft live right now or anything. Sixth, just like I said. Marcus Smart. For Marcus Boston, Smart. Boston Celtics. He came Boston out of Celtics. Oklahoma State. And, uh. He, if you hadn't seen this guy, see to me, Marcus Smart is more underrated because he had a down year. But look, he had a lot of stuff that didn't quite go for him. Like he came back. Now he started off the season great. He hammered Memphis. I mean, just oh yeah. Well, we, I've seen hammered. him. I've seen him in his best, but I saw him in some games where he was at his absolute worst. And some of it, it was almost like. At first, I thought, well, maybe he's just having back games because they're relying on him too much. He gets tired. But some of it was like almost like a temper tantrum. Like he just gave up in some games against inferior opponents. And it was like, well, why did you do that? But then again, maybe he played to the level where he maybe he was aggravated with the team because he's having to pull too much of the weight. You know, you, you never know what's really. And he's not going to say that. You know, he's never going to come out and say, well, I had to carry them. You know, it's, yeah. he's, just, he, he's, he's obviously a team player. Because he didn't ever, you never heard him really complain about the team much or anything. Oh, and real quick, uh, Phoenix made just made their 18th or the 18th overall pick. Tyler Ennis. Tyler Ennis from Syracuse. Yeah. So, but I'm going to go ahead back to Yeah, I saw Smart in a couple of games. I, mean, I know you watched him too. We didn't see him live in any games, but uh, 
I well, I know me and you both watched the game against Memphis that was an absolute nightmare. Yeah. And then the game I watched, I think it was, it, it was almost not a D two like a FBS score. I always still call it Division Two, but it, it was it was like a one double A or whatever basketball team. It was one of the ones that are like Towson or one of them that's from the other lower division. Yeah. And that ended up beating them because he had such a horrible horrible game. But um, then uh, we'll go on to the. The next pick. Well, first off, let me say this. I want to say this, though, about him. Uh, I think that even though Smart, he had the little thing with the fan. And I think that oh, got in his head a little even, bit. You know, I never even worried about it because that fan kind of. No, that, no, that no. But really I think that got in his head a little bit because of the attention. And I also oh, think yeah. that he tried to be too unselfish because he maybe he had a bad game. And some people got onto him about being selfish. I thought he maybe was a little too unselfish at times yeah. that it hurt him and he didn't take over the game like he can and like a player of his caliber should. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll see when he gets in. I mean, we'll, he'll have his chance here because he could turn out to be a monster for Boston. I mean, he really could. If he plays, if he can play against the big boys like he did against Memphis that night, <laughs> he's, you know, and he'll have plenty of help. You know, he can be a ball hog at Boston if he wants to. If he's putting up 40 points a game, they're going to let him. Oh, Just yeah, like yeah. Durant at Oklahoma City, hey, if he's hot, let him do. You know, if he, if he score forty, nobody cares. Let him hit it. You know, if, if, he's, right. if he's down, make sure somebody else picks up the slack. Whereas I think that's what he was missing at Oklahoma State. He didn't have anybody pick up that slack, and that probably sure it frustrated him at times. But at the same time, he's a team guy. He want he tried to push the other guys to say, hey, take the ball and score and. Sometimes you you know it just don't work like that. But. Guys, I'm looking at what you're giving us on Twitter. Keep tweeting at wkbl sports that's at wkbl sports or you can tweet me or adam at uh i'm at chad gatlin he's at ac26 bama you can tweet either one of us let us know what you're thinking or you can call the phone it's area code 901-475-9355 area code 901-475-9355 when we come back we will catch up more of the nba more of the draft. More draft stuff is going on right now. Of course, we're going to keep you updated live. We're also going to talk a little College World Series because a team not too far from us, Vanderbilt, is now the champions for the first time. They're national champions in uh, anything. So we'll see you on the other side. You're listening to WKBL Sports live on Spreaker Radio and iHeartRadio. If you want high-quality food and one-of-a-kind treats, Dairy Queen Grill and Chill in Ripley and Atoka is the only place to get you full for lunch, dinner, or a quick snack. DQ has it all, from our mouth-watering grill burgers to our one-and-only chicken strip basket, all the way to our one-of-a-kind blizzards, famous DQ shakes, and orange Julius beverages. So the next time you're in the mood for great fun, food, and people, stop by Dairy Queen Grill and Chill in Ripley or Atoka. Dairy Queen, so good, it's ridiculous. This is Keith Baird from the all-new Baird Chevrolet in Covington, Tennessee. Yes, that's right. Your new hometown dealer that's here to serve you. Baird has been in the automotive business for over two decades, and Baird wants to earn your business. Save thousands on any new or pre-owned vehicle in stock. Construction crews are coming, and Baird Chevrolet must make room and make room now. Best of all, Baird will pay top dollar for your trade. Good credit, bad credit, no problem. You're approved at Baird. Just give my sales staff 15 minutes to show you the Baird way. Yes, that's that's right, Baird can do it all for you. Come check us out at Baird Chevrolet on Highway 51 South in Covington, Tennessee, or log on to TennesseeChevrolet.com. At Baird, there's a difference. You will clearly see. You're always a 
see dealer for details. No matter how many horses you feed, you can feed them all the same diet. Purina Strategy, the feed for every horse at every life stage, from growing to breeding to show to performance. Even better, Strategy is nutrient-dense, so you can feed less and save money. Your local Purina feed dealer is Home Hardware Center in Ripley. On Highway 51, Home Hardware Center is dedicated to providing not only the best products, but the best customer service, too. You'll find the friendly staff eager to help you get whatever you and your horses need. Purina. Horses make better people, and we make better horses. Cooper Tire not only has the best tires in the business, they also have the best dealers. People who will make sure you're getting the right tire for your needs and budget. So stop into your local Cooper Tires dealer. You'll find that great performance isn't just limited to our tires. Hey, I'm Johnny Unser, technical advisor for Cooper. If you're looking for great style, great performance, and great service, look to your local Cooper Tire dealer and don't give up a thing. Visit the crew at Glass Tire and Muffler, 410 Highway 51 South in Covington. Just one more lap, and Eggle will be the youngest winner in... Wait a second. Why is he pulling into the pit? Tom, what the... Just remembered, it's my 18th birthday. I gotta register with Selective Service. Give me the Wi-Fi laptop. But look, registration's important to our country and to me. I can't even renew my driver's license most places unless I register. Tom! And by the time you're through arguing, I'm already done. Guys, register with Selective Service online at sss.gov or at the post office. It's the law. WKBL Sports back for our final segment here on Spreaker and iHeartRadio live from the 51 Radio Studios here in lovely Covington, Tennessee. Catching you up on all things NBA draft. We got through to number six, I believe, last time. And while we were on the break, we had another pick come in. Chicago did their... Uh, I think it's second pick, or they traded up for it or something. I didn't realize uh, they got Gary Harris out of Michigan State. Um, they also had had the 16th pick we were talking about. They got the guy from Bosnia. Oh, by the way, if you're listening to this on Saturday morning, this is going on live on Thursday night. You're listening to a re-air. It is re-airing on 1250 a.m. on Saturday morning uh, at our normal time slot, but it'll be an airing of tonight's show. Uh, so just to catch you up on that, a little bit later in the show, we're going to announce uh, our new day and time that we've kind of we've kind of told you about, teased it a little bit, but we'll tell you about that at the end of the show. College World Series, real quick, we'll catch up on that, and we'll go back to this NBA draft since it's still going on, and we're getting ever so close to that 22 pick of the Memphis Grizzlies that we're all waiting to see. So uh, we'll come back to this in just a moment. College World Series, Vanderbilt champions, first. Yeah national championship in anything i guess yeah uh ever and the sec of course continuing dominance in nearly everything they won uh four of the last six national titles in baseball because it's south carolina won it twice in a row and uh, lsu and then the last two years it's been i think arizona and i forget who the last one i can't remember but there was two teams it's one it's been two years since the sec won a sec or a national title in baseball and in case you missed it it's the it was a three game series vandy won the first game nine to eight which that game was nuts because it was three in the third inning they were up nine to two and you thought oh this game's done virginia's out well virginia's got such a high-powered offense even vandy's great pitchers couldn't stop them and they ended up scoring six more runs and almost and almost caught back up in the ninth inning. They just happened. Vandy just finally turned it on and shut them out and got them out of there. And then the next game they lost. They turned around and lost 
to uh, Virginia. Virginia handled them like it was no video. I think it was final score. I think it was six to two or something like that. I could, that one for certain. I I missed a lot of that game, but I remember turning it over and going, "Oh man, they lost." And then this last game was back and forth. It was two to two for a while, and then in the I think it was the eighth inning. Guy from Vanderbilt hit a home run. And Only the made it three third to two. home run in this entire yeah. College World Series and, hit out of this park. And uh, they were all the talk has been about is the field too big, plus the prevailing wind is always coming against the batter. And you've only seen three home runs in this entire College World Series, but one of them came at the at the most valuable this, time it could come. Oh, yeah, and this guy waxed that ball. I mean, this wasn't like one of them just barely got it over the wall. Or, this ball was gone. Like, you could tell when he hit it, it was out of there. Because this park is massive where they're playing at, too. So, and he hit it along the left side. I mean, it wasn't center field gone. But if he had, had hit it through the center field, it would have been over the fence either way. Anywhere in that uh, park, it was gone. But um, ended up that game, actually, the 3-2, to two, it was a nail-biter. Because in the ninth inning, the bases were loaded with two outs. And Vanderbilt's pitcher struck out the dude. The, for the last out of the game so it made it real neat he was able to and it was getting scary because it looked like virginia was about to rock their world and because that's how virginia did them in the game that was nine to eight and i thought oh come on vanderbilt you can't do this and bam the guy struck him out game over and then the pitcher of that game proposed to his girlfriend afterwards and she said yes but they made it there wasn't as much in the did. media about it they had a, it was all on twitter and there was uh but the actual national media like an espn they just showed pictures they didn't actually catch it on videotape it was a more of a picture shot thing and the guy had posted on twitter that he was going to ask her and then uh, it ended up isn't that the a, day's world <laughs> yeah yeah i went to twitter it was a twitter pic instead and even espn i was surprised i was like wow i know they had to have a camera there i wonder if anybody but, has ever proposed on twitter oh i'm sure i'm sure of it I'm, i mean there's no they probably had probably proposed on twitter on a big message board somewhere inside of an arena probably Somehow, where they tweeted from the phone, it pops up on the. You know, they knew somebody that ran the you know, arena or something. I, I've never. If not, uh, that'd be a neat idea, though. That would be. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've never heard of that, but that that would. That's an idea, right there, like, buddy. If you could flash something that that's a that's romantic, on your screen. That's a romantic comedy movie moment, yeah. right there, my friend. Yeah. You you could sell that one to Hollywood. And they, like they can Can't make a joke. Like they're saying, "Well, we're going to flash your tweets." So tweet from your like call it tweet from your seat night or some kind of some made up mess. Oh yeah. And then they, all of a sudden, your tweet's the only one that's going to come through. Or there is like some fake tweets, and it's something just goofy off the wall, and then all of a sudden. And there's the the will you marry me tweet <laughs> i could just see uh ben stiller tweeting his proposal to uh amy adams oh, yeah. in, a, in a romantic comedy that's gonna happen that's gonna be stolen so if you see that on the yeah. movie theater you heard, this is, you heard it here first yeah. that's where this came from toronto's bringing their pick in now at 20 we'll tell you who that is yeah. as soon as they announce it and uh what, what would be really cool i think if you could do it and this is, I just thought, it, if you haven't seen the Cleveland, we've talked about this before, the Cleveland Cavaliers, their way they've got their, uh, it's like a 3D projection thing that, that shows up on oh, the yeah, court. The and it's the coolest thing you've ever seen. There's videos on YouTube if you get a chance. But it, uh, what would be cool is if you could change that video thing up to where it would pop up the proposal on their court in the middle like it would be doing that and then all of a sudden it would just like act like it had some kind of technical glitch and then bam it pops up in 3d on the floor you know okay well that's a, that's enough yeah. man yeah. Like, this isn't the proposal show i don't think we need to come up with any more but those are great ideas 
They picked a guy from Brazil who I've never heard of, to be honest with you. I'm not like Mr. NBA Draft or anything or Mr. Rookie, but they picked up some guy from Brazil I've never heard of. The Raptors did. I really thought they would take Shabazz Napier. He's a guy we've seen plenty of here in the Memphis area, and uh, we know how good he is. Well, and it could be something to this because I was reading earlier, we were talking about this earlier. Toronto's trying to get Memphis's pick to get another player and I, and I can't remember who it was now but, i don't know but they just picked up but they picked somebody and i think they were trying to get and i'm wondering if memphis did go with that trade so if they're they did, showing we'll see. some they're showing some stuff of him right now like when he was i just i don't know I, i've never heard of the guy so we'll we'll find out if he was any good or not later on i guess uh we're starting to get into that point in the draft where guys may not even be on rosters in the next two years yeah. Uh, so yeah, awesome. normal drafts, but I mean, if this draft is pretty good, I mean, this draft is pretty deep. So, uh, well, let's go back to what we were talking about so we can get through the top 10 though. Number seven was that pick belonged to who? That was, let's see, cause I've already, I've, what are you doing to know, me? Dude. What are you doing to me here, man? And I don't have any my idea, goodness. Man. It, it, I am this, uh, my all my stuff. The whole the whole the last thing segment, just completely froze. The up. last segment you were holding it all together, and yeah. I was off in Twitter land and draft land watching all this stuff. You were holding the whole radio show together. This this segment, I'm carrying this whole thing on my back. Yeah, I'm carrying this whole thing on my back. Well, I'm having <laughs> you're, I'm having technical you're having difficulties some kind of over meltdown here. over there. No, it, the something the the whole I I have the the well you've got the little live thing. I've got the draft cast thing going so that way I can catch it and go. And it has completely locked up. Like, I, I can't get anything to come up at all. Mm-mm-mm. I've lost every bit of what That's I had. That's why you need so, a Mac. Yeah. That's why you need a Mac instead of a Windows PC, no. man. Uh, you couldn't pay me to take one of those. Hey, you could pay me to take <laughs> an Acer, my friend. I'm telling you right now. If anybody no. out there works for Acer or E-Machines, you could pay me. I'll take one. You can this, pay me to take. Any I can computer. tell you just from the, what this is going on here. This is not not my computer. This is the ESPN site. Just completely everything I had just crashed. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. OKC is on the board right now, so uh, they are looking to pick. And maybe they'll. T- I doubt they take Napier though. I, I really doubt they take Napier. They may go with a James Young. Uh, they may go with a Kyle Anderson. They something like that i'm surprised really that we haven't seen uh cal and they just showed a tweet from john calipari that says my season is officially over go lakers go celtics go cats so uh all of his in other words all of his players have been chosen that's in the draft and uh he is first of all let me just tell you this little secret about it's not even a secret really about calipari calipari doesn't tweet those tweets he does not do anything with his Twitter account. That's somebody else that does it for him, and he has he has said that publicly. So, well, yeah, it's most <laughs> most a lot of these, I imagine, do they got people running that stuff? They they got too many other things. He got about. his TV time and he's out. That's what that really means. Yeah, I got my TV time. Dropping the mic. See you in August, like or yeah. no, November or whatever. You know, uh, like whenever we start talking about Kentucky basketball again, I'll be back. That's, a, <laughs> that's about it yeah you're about right and he'll be back next year with, have you gotten this thing to work yet nope my goodness I, the whole the, the every time i try to go back to all other sites are working i'm trying to go to a different one now this espn whole, their whole something must have happened with their 
draft thing. Uh, th- this is this is just a disaster. This whole, <laughs> this whole thing. <laughs> this whole you got thing. got something running over there that is completely falling apart. I've got the same thing running. I've had running the whole time. Don't okay. be trying to blame this on me. Don't it's don't just, don't do that. Don't project your computer messing up on yeah. me. It's I, I have I have nothing. It's not letting me. It's it's telling me that that the ESPN Go like is just going down. Okay, and so, I come to the rescue here, yeah. and I go to the trusty app, and see if there is anything on there that we can find about it. Because you know, uh, silent time and radio, my friend, <laughs> that's that's bad. That's a bad thing. We don't need. Well, we know. Time I know they were radio. on the the twenty first pick coming in, and they hadn't made the pick yet. So no, we're... that's okay. See's on the clock. I know who's on yeah. the clock, man. Uh, I want you to tell me who number seven was. I know who's on the clock. I know who's working. This is killer radio, isn't it, folks? Won't you tweet the show or call into the show? So we'll we'll just open the phone lines right now. Uh, call in area code nine zero one four seven five nine three five five. That's area code nine zero one four seven five nine three five five to talk to us here on WKBL Sports. Talk to us about any of these draft picks you want to talk about. Do you think Wiggins was a good pick? Do you think, what do you think? The Lakers picked up Randall at seven, which I think is the steal of the draft because I think Randall is awesome. I think he has what you need in the NBA, which is rebounding skills, and he has the uh, the protection, the rim protection. He's just He's got it all, and I think he is absolutely uh, the steal of the draft at number seven because yeah. the fact that he fell that far was so surprising to me. Yeah, I, I figured he would have went in a top five, but I, like I said, it's kind of like the thing we talked about with football with that draft. You never know what these guys are looking for, but you know some things are a lock. It's obvious. Okay, we know that they need a power forward. The number one power forward's going to this team. That team, you know, just, but in his case, I, I, I'm sure some of the other teams could have used him. But I don't know. It's kind of odd. Okay, C's pick comes in at 21. It's Mitch McGarry. Mitch McGarry out of Michigan. Not bad. Uh, Although, what's he going to – I mean, I guess he's going to be a backup to Westbrook. I'm not real sure where he fits into the Oklahoma City deal. And I don't know. Maybe they're going to go with a different type of play set or something. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, they they got to – maybe it's a bench. Maybe that's what it is, like we were talking about. Maybe they're building their depth. Maybe that's the the bench depth. Maybe I mean, the guy's it, not – maybe he's a second string. He's like Westbrook's, Westbrook's be. backup. You know, because Westbrook's been hurt a lot. Well, maybe that's what they're they figuring. Also may, you know? They also may uh, be looking for something to replace Cephalosha. I don't know, but I well, really doubt it. Yeah. I, I doubt that uh, – and you know they're not going to – I mean, Reggie Jackson comes in in reserve, and, and as big as he was in the Memphis series, they're not going to bump him. So I, I'm not seeing what they're going to do here with Mitch McGarry, but I guess it remains to be seen. I, You know, we are deep in the draft, and you're not talking about maybe guys that are going to get a ton of playing time. Maybe they're just picking up somebody for value for other reasons, send him to the D-League. There, there could be a lot of things going on with that. But I, I just I don't think Mitch McGarry fits into what Oklahoma City's got going on right now. And our team now, the home team, Memphis Grizzlies on the, on clock. the clock. 
we will finally find out after all of the talk about will it be Kyle Anderson? Will it be uh, all of these other players? I can't even remember all the people that have been rumored. Every It seems like everybody that I have heard make a projection for the Grizzlies has been a different person projected yeah. for the Grizzlies well, to pick. And we were reading, you know, earlier we know there's there's a chance they could uh, go to uh, – they could trade their pick to the Raptors because we were talking about they were wanting uh, to get Tayshawn Prince back. And I, for some reason the guy's name eludes me right now. But there was one they were going to trade to the Grizzlies, give the Grizzlies their second-round pick. And then basically what, what the thinking was behind this was that they get rid of Tayshaun Prince so it helps them with the cap space there. They get this other guy just so they can cut him so it helps both them and the Raptors. And then they get open up a space to get uh, Randolph a good contract, you know, the contract I guess that he's wanting because they've had a kind of a snag. So I'm thinking that's what – if they were to do that trade, that's what that's for. But I don't think they're going to do that, but – I think we've already seen that. Kevin Durant just tweets out, congrats, Mitch. Welcome. So welcome to the club. I see now they're uh, with Memphis on the clock. ESPN is predicting them to take Shabazz Napier in that spot. I really think they may go with uh, Jarnell Stokes. Uh, yeah. So a big guy that is kind of a, a better wing guy, and it's in a spot they need more. Uh, although they do need that backup point guard because it looks like Kalathis may go back to uh, – uh, Kalathis may go back to Greece to play and Kalathis wasn't that great for the first little bit he was out there anyway so they may pick up a Shabazz Napier to sit behind Mike Conley and be a backup point guard Napier doesn't I, I'm just not sure he'll ever be a starting point guard in the NBA although in college I mean awesome I yeah, mean this guy we, was we've seen him live we've actually seen him live times. many times many many times and uh, this guy is great yeah. I just when you get in the NBA man everybody's so big yeah i'm not sure he's uh, big enough that's yeah that's the question that they always want to ask in the nba is who can this guy guard not what can he do on offense we'll see that but who can he guard and is napier big enough to guard some of the guards that are in in the league at whatever he is like six two is he big enough to guard a six seven guard a six 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 eight guard we saw some big guys we saw big guys push him around and the I mean, they still won. He they the UConn still ended up winning games, but it, he had some trouble sometimes. We we witnessed it. It's like and these guys are all going to be that big in the NBA. I think he may be a little undersized. And I've heard some other analysts mention concerns about that. And I I think that's for the Grizzlies are just too rough and tough and big guys to do that. I I think he wouldn't be my first pick. I think he's a great player, but he wouldn't be. But I've heard a lot of people tell me they want Stokes. Like, that seems to be a kind of a popular thing from what I've heard locally here. Well, he's from talk. Memphis. Yeah. And so that and I mean, that know, makes sense. He played for Tennessee, but he's from Memphis. And yeah. so, but I'll tell you this, the Grizzlies organization, I know it's different owners now. They don't have a history of taking people from around yeah, here. Yeah, no, they, they don't. They don't have a history of taking hometown yeah. people or people from the University of Memphis. And yeah. they, even though they, they did work out Jerry and Johnson twice, they did, not just once, they called him back yeah. in for a second workout. And I, let me tell you something about Jerry and Johnson. That guy would be amazing to see him along with uh, uh, Tony Allen, to learn some defense from Tony Allen and see him and that tenacity he's got. It'd be amazing. We're gonna give you. I'm gonna stay. We're gonna stay on the air. The pick is in. We're gonna stay on the air, but we're really kind of running up on the end of our time. But uh, we're gonna stay on the air and give you the Grizzlies pick, and then we'll have to get out of here for the week. Gonna go ahead and let you know while we're waiting to hear who the Grizzlies choose that 
ne- uh, on July 8th, July 8th, Tuesday, July 8th, is our first show in the new time and uh, new day and time. It's going to be Tuesdays, 8 p.m., live, as always, on 1250 a.m. and Spreaker and on iHeartRadio, as always. It will be for two hours, correct? But it, It'll be from 8 to 10? or No, not on July 8th. We, July, uh, starting okay. in August will be two hours. But okay. uh, it'll just be, the, it'll just be one hour still. And... Let's see. They're showing Shabazz Napier right now, uh, but they've been showing him before every pick because everybody keeps thinking he'll get picked. So let's let's see what uh, let's see what happens here with and, the Grizzlies. And while we're waiting, dragging us out. Another yeah. side, yeah, because you know they're doing the drama thing there. Uh, a side note we didn't get to earlier: the United States is playing Belgium next. In case you soccer fans that might not have been listening, go, well, who are they playing next? That's that's who they're going to be matched up against next. Uh, and so that'll be one to look forward to. I think that could be a decent matchup for them. So, just a little quick note. Okay, here we go. Memphis Grizzlies with the 22nd pick in the draft, blah, blah, blah. Adam Silver is standing up there telling us. Probably the first commissioner ever not to get booed. They picked Jordan Adams, a guard out of UCLA. So well, That's they, a big surprise there. They go with Jordan Adams. Uh, not that big a surprise to me. Uh, I, you know, a lot of people have been talking about Jordan Adams. Uh, although, I got to say, Napier's more dynamic. I, I, yeah. I would have liked to have seen... Napier in that spot, but Jordan Adams shooting guard UCLA. There's no guarantee they're not just gonna well, you know yeah. move him be and leverage. do this or that. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But that's that is your NBA draft uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. That's their only pick in this draft, unless some trading happens. And so far, it hasn't been a lot of moving around. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it looks like that's going to be it. Memphis Grizzlies get Jordan Adams shooting guard out of UCLA, six four, two hundred nine pounds. We pick number twenty two in round one. We have to get out of here. We are way past our time. So we will see you guys next week. This show will replay on Saturday. Then we'll see you again next week. And then on July 8th, our new day and time live on iHeartRadio, on Spreaker, and on 1250 AM. For Adam Craig, I'm Chad Gatlin. See ya. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.